When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Got an email we'll get to from Chad here that is not high on Whipple. <laughs> we'll talk coaching and Minnesota and all that good stuff here. Hail Varsity Radio. Rolls forward. We're streaming ESPN, Lincoln, Facebook, and Twitter. Hail Varsity Radio uh, Twitter handle as well. You can watch the show. We say hi to Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, thanks for spending time on Tuesday with us. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Schmitty. How are you? We're doing all right. We're just kind of digesting some of the reports out there about Arizona State's interest in uh, in Mickey Joseph. Uh, uh, get your reaction uh, as to... You know the, um, the 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 job Mickey's done and and the pursuit that may be out there aside from Nebraska. Yeah, that's always a possibility. Colorado has been mentioned as a possibility, and Arizona State is another job in the in the Pac-12, of course, that's open and has been open mm-hmm. since uh, middle middle of September. Um, Herm Edwards was fired right around the same time as, as Scott Frost. And, you know, coaches mentioned for positions, um, you know, doesn't necessarily indicate um, that a deal is imminent or, or that, um, you know, you're in a situation where both sides are, are in, in agreement that the, that the interest is there. But um, there are a lot of these kind of stories that, that exist in uh you know as we get into into the coaching carousel season it's it's called the silly season mm-hmm. for a reason um but yeah mickey has done outstanding work and i think making himself a candidate uh at a number of schools um you know if he ends up as a candidate as a at a power five school outside of nebraska then you know that's obviously a credit to what he's done not just in getting the Huskers ready to win a couple of games since he took over, but also um, for his work in, in overall managing the program and, and continuing to guide things along through, through what is a rough period. And then, you know, with the state of Arizona, um, there are connections there that involve Mickey's younger brother, Vance Joseph, who's defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. And we know that Mickey spent some time and, the state of Arizona during the Huskers bye week, which I can't imagine is in any way related to his name coming up uh, in in uh, connection with the ASU job, but still he's familiar with that that part of the country. Um, he's recruiting and has recruited players from 
um, the Phoenix area. So, um, you know, he's, uh, it's not shocking, I suppose, that, that his name is connected there. Mitch Sherman's with us from uh, from The Athletic. You're on Hale Varsity Radio. So what do you believe, Mitch, with, with Trev here, uh, with, with the, the search? Uh, you know, where, where do you think things stand? Well, I think it's coming into focus uh, for Trev. You know, I think he's at a place in the search now that we're into November uh, where he's whittling things down. He spent a good chunk of the early time in this search talking to people who weren't candidates, uh, assessing the Nebraska job, gathering information so he could then go out and, um, you know, really play the, play the field um, so that, that he would be armed with the information that he needed to be able to appeal to the best candidate and, or candidates for Nebraska. So I think he's past that stage. You know, I think the part of the search, or at least I would expect that the part of the search where he's evaluating Mickey Joseph is is coming to an end. Um, that's not to say that Mickey doesn't remain a candidate in Nebraska. I think he does, but it's just that we're 60 days or, or a week from now, we'll be about 60 days into this search. And that's ample time for Trev Alberts to gather essentially everything that he needs to know about Mickey Joseph. You know, he'll have a more clear evaluation of Joseph than he will any outside candidate just because of those 60 days and um, all that has transpired for Nebraska in, in, in that time. So um, I think it's the stretch run. I think Trev is uh, is is weighing all of uh, of what he's got uh, in front of him with external candidates and the one internal candidate, and you know he's getting to a place very soon here where uh, it's time to start trying to iron something out with uh, you know whoever his top choice emerges as. Now, Mitch, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, and this is something I alluded to last segment, but with these last two points you just made kind of combined the fact that Trev Alberts is probably wrapping up his his evaluation of Mickey Joseph and the, the the story coming out today about Arizona State being interested in Mickey Joseph usually these kind of coaching searches things are are, are kept pretty hush hush and whenever news breaks out and news comes out there's a reason that that news is being leaked out and I'm just trying to dive into what the reason is right now that that this story about Mickey Joseph and Arizona State would be coming out and I, I want to get your read on this as a potential why yeah, you know, this is a new situation, um, Mickey's connection to Arizona State. In fact, when, you know, when, when we got together today and, and talked with Mickey Joseph, uh, you know, none of this had, had been mentioned. Um, and, and, and I do, I agree with you, Elijah, that there is generally a reason in, in that, um, you know, somebody um, somewhere either connected to ASU or connected to Joseph wanted this information to be known. And that's generally the way that things work this time of year. You know, when the, when the deals are done and they're ready to be announced by the schools, then everybody finds out because it, it's official. Up until that point, things are leaked for a reason. And they're either leaked by the school or in, or in many cases they're leaked by the, um, the, the camp, um, you know, the, 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 the people who are close to a coaching candidate. And, you know, entirely speculating, um, it could be a situation where, um, Mickey's people want to press Nebraska's hand a bit. And again, they've had seven weeks. Trev's had seven weeks. And if he is, in fact, 
a serious candidate at another school. Um, you know, it, it, it may be time to let people know that so that Nebraska understands what it's dealing with here, that it's not just a situation where, um, you know, Mickey has, has the option to, to stay at Nebraska if he's not chosen. Um, you know, he may have other options on the table too. And, and, and that, that could, uh, and that could make Nebraska act a little more quickly in, in terms of what it's doing with this decision on Nick. Mitch, does your gut tell you that that if if Trev's evaluating, we we know some of the names that have been out there, but what, what's your gut say about getability, either from a Big Twelve or an ACC? Is it the the allure of a Nebraska, or is it the allure of a Nebraska, the resources working for Trev? And also, hey, it's going to be a, a bit of a, a climb for a lot of schools uh, outside of a couple of power conferences to get multiple teams into the playoff. Yeah, I mean, college football is changing, and the Big Ten is, is fortunately for Nebraska, is at or near the top of the, of the pecking order, um, the food chain. But that's not to say that all of the things that – a coaching candidate looks for are going to be in prime position to attain at Nebraska. Um, this, even with the Big Ten potentially in position to get three or four teams annually into the college football playoff when it expands to 12 teams here in the next few years, Nebraska's task to be among that group is perhaps even more difficult than it would be for a Big 12 or an ACC team, as you mentioned, to be in the top one to two in their own conference. USC and UCLA coming into the Big 12, I'm sorry, into the Big 10 in two years, that's, uh, you know, that continues to, to look more formidable each week that these programs uh, are on the rise. It's interesting what we've seen this year from both of those schools in Los Angeles that, you know, they had been sleeping somewhat for <laughs> the better part of the last several seasons, and here they are with Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly now both having outstanding seasons right on the heels of the announcement that they would join the Big Ten in 2024. So that makes the challenge all that much more difficult for whomever the next Nebraska coach is going to be, um, not just to get into the college football playoff. I mean, that's ultimately the goal. And Nebraska's far away, I understand, from that threshold right now. Um, but the top 12 in the country, in this country uh, in some seasons – you know, a few times a decade, at least should be a goal that Nebraska can can strive to get. Some schools will expect to get there every year. Ohio State will expect to be in the college football playoff every single year, and we'll probably get there in, in most every single year. Nebraska can expect, I think, to be a contender for one of those top 12 spots maybe a couple times in a decade, and that just got a lot more difficult because of what USC and UCLA are presenting um, as the, the you know the likelihood uh, of of what their teams are going to look like as soon as they get into the Big Ten. Mitch, couple minutes here. A uh, thought on Saturday, Nebraska's quarterback situation and how uh, how Nebraska puts a game plan together to compete at quarterback and offensively against this Minnesota D. Yeah, it's an, it's a, another top ranked, top you know high, highly ranked defense um, right here, smushed in this in the middle of these, you know, it's a three-game stretch, but really it's a five-game stretch. Wisconsin doesn't have the same kind of ranking that the other four do that show up among the last five games on Nebraska's schedule. But we know with Jim Leonard as, as interim coach that the Badgers are, are, are going to continue to get better and play 
a good brand of defensive football. So here we are in, in game two of that five-game stretch, and, and it's, it's a hard-hitting, physical, old-experienced Minnesota team on both sides of the ball. But they're, they're you know, with, with Joe Rossi as defensive coordinator, their style, as Nebraska has well-learned the past few times that they've tangled with the Gophers, is, is one that you know, likes to uh, stop the run and, and just take it to you from a physical standpoint. On both sides of the ball, maybe more so on the offensive side, but Minnesota's defense has, has gotten the best of Nebraska, undoubtedly, um, in, in several of these recent meetings. So a huge challenge for the Huskers with the quarterback situation, what it is. You know, I, I, I not expect to see Casey Thompson on, on Saturday, though he's, he's not been ruled out by Mickey Joseph. You know, it sounds, um, it doesn't sound promising with uh, the nerve injury in his, in his elbow and, and, you know, affecting his ability to, um, to, to throw the ball, it would, it would seem. So um, more than likely, we're going to see a combination of Chubba Purdy and, and Logan Smothers or one of those two if it, if it best fits Nebraska's game plan to go with one quarterback. And, and that's a huge challenge um, against an experienced Minnesota defense and an experienced coaching staff that uh, will, will do all that it can to take advantage of, of Nebraska's situation to, uh, at, uh, under center. Mitch, about 10 seconds, but what's coming up from you with The Athletic? Yeah, we'll have some uh, some coaching search stuff coming out coming out tomorrow. Just uh, the state of uh, of where things are at and 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 where um, you know Trev Albert should be and is at in this in this Mickey Joseph situation. Good enough, Mitch. Thanks for the time. Good to see you today, and then we'll check in with you uh, Saturday. But appreciate All your right. time. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mitch Sherman with us from the Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at Mitch Sherman. Some thoughts on Mickey and the quarterback spot. More of your calls. And uh, more of your input here on StreamYard.